you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet play-in. Welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, your HQ for all things comic book related. I'm John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that makes me your COO, the other co-founder of U.S. Comics, the co-host of U.S. Comics Cast, and the finest slice of hybrid panda you can find anywhere on the East Coast. Happy Comic Book Day, my dear brother. Happy Comic Book Day, my panda-ass brother. How are you? Living the dream, baby. Saturday is free Comic Book Day, and you know I, I love my freebies. I got a yeah. fat stack free of comics. comic book day is it's that time of day. It may as well be free bagel day. Honestly, like a free it's... comic book. Like sincerely, how does it get better? I just don't know. Uh yeah, we are live, so we will be dropping in certain comics. Hey Jennifer, uh, you can say hi to John, but maybe also hi, <laughs> hi Charlie. I'm just throwing Look. that out there. It's also an option to say hi to me on Jen, these live. Jen shows. knows where her bread or bagel is buttered you leave her alone her taste is just fine um so much going on dude free comic book day Cup notwithstanding there is so much on the table what what's been filling up your beautiful little world your simple I mean, but I mean, beautiful world it is it is both of those things uh you know for me it's all about balancing out the the news of new comics and new properties being made there's all sorts of ghostbuster news that i'm just dodging spoilers for Woof, um, you poor guy you poor boy the theaters are just jam-packed with movies i i want to see or i need to see uh, the theaters I, slash my your television living, box yes. in your living room nothing is nothing is better than when i'm able to support some of my favorite stuff and not have to worry at all i.e your brother yeah exactly right uh no but it's 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 just been freaking amazing the big centerpiece this week for me was oh baby did you check out the suicide squad did i check out the suicide squad not I mean, only did i check out the suicide squad Yes, yes, I, I checked out the suicide. I, I mean, I feel like this is useless for this one, but throw it up. Let's get those votes in. I mean, I, I wish we had a little timpani drum, but at, at this point, not that you know, much like the Sarge, uh, opinions, public opinions, critics' opinions, sometimes not even my own baby brother's opinions mean shit to me. However, this one's been pretty universal across the board, but we'll do it just for fun. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Brr, oh, Charlie, just like always, just, the little I, thing just went off a little early. You know, we all we all have our superpowers. You uh, win. Even if we are villains. <laughs> um, man, I absolutely loved it, as always. Boom. Spoiler warning. Oh, is yeah. it a Look at this. Wow, the spoiler graffiti is just, getting legit. Charlie has actual trademark characters. Big. Guys, if you're listening to the show as opposed to watching the show, good for you because I appreciate our actual traditional podcast numbers. That's true. But every once in a while, it's got to take in the visuals, even if you just want to, ooh, ooh, just take a look at this. But look, I get it. Look, even across the board, it, uh, this, is a, this is a universal sweep for the Suicide Squad. So, I mean, first thoughts, hit, hit me up. 
right out the gate. I'm gonna do it. It's the reason. It's the reason my boy's here. Let me just just slice the load as King Charlie. Shark. Uh -oh. Just can I put my arm? Like I just give him a little neck rub, ski. Not not for anything, but like your girl is in Hawaii. Less than a few ticks uh, on well, the watch, and you're well, already King you've Shark, already moved on. King Shark is from Hawaii. Sorry, so Jess. we're 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 all good. Um, no, I absolutely was. I had very little doubt going into it. James Gunn's really? my boy. Guardians okay, okay, of the okay. Galaxy, arguably my favorite Marvel movie. It kind of rotates between that and Iron Man. They they constantly you're fight. arguing with yourself about Correct, what your is, favorite. Marvel movie, which is right. almost what this podcast that. is, because we all know you're just a slightly older variant of me. True, um, true. So yeah, no, right out the gate, it hit me with everything I wanted. Again, we're gonna go very, very light spoiler, but some will be uh, unavoidable. I'm going heavy, Chevy spoiler. I'm going all the way, man. Fair, fair enough, I like that too. Uh, but right out the gate, every character they brought back was yeah. improved upon. Uh, Rick Flag. Uh, I think Joel Kinnaman, uh, I think he's awesome. I support almost yeah. everything he does. He's in one of my favorite ongoing series right now. I think everyone should check out. I don't know what channel it is, and I can't remember the name of it, but Joel nice. Kinnaman is in a show. Uh, I, Rick Flagg was, was disappointing in the first movie, and I liked that first movie. I was in that vast minority. Really? Um, okay, so just for just for true transparency, and maybe this is the one deviation of our variants. Uh, I was not a particular fan of that first movie. Now, just like any, just like any other thing out there in the world, um, to say, oh, I, I didn't like that, or as some of the dumb dumb greetings, that sucked. Did it suck? Did it suck, or did you just not like? It? Anyway, that's a different topic, but. To say that it wasn't for me or I didn't love it, which I, I just said, uh, that doesn't mean that there weren't certain parts that were just off the chain as far as I'm concerned. And there were. I won't I won't uh, uh, drag the topic down by talking about an old movie. But that being said, you liked the first one. I did not. Yeah. And what I thought was amazing about that, I, that was one of those things I thought maybe I was going to be hindered some joy because... <laughs> There's aspects of that first one I like, so I'm not coming from uh, evil Ellis in the comment section saying no. In this case, it Ellis. actually did suck. Ellis um, is just like our, is just like the comedy writing team that like you, you just you just feed him a banana every once in a while. And you're like, all right, let's go make with the material. God, I love that kid. But uh, for for me, I thought that maybe since it wasn't going from what a lot of people thought was like this dead, this awful movie. Again, kind of talking about them speaking in absolutes <laughs> i still thought this propelled everything every character yeah. was done better all the action was done better the costume design was done better from the moment i saw rick flag's yellow shirt with mm -hmm. a bunny hold it wearing a warner brothers shirt holding a sign that translates to like from awful shit good shit comes just a tiny little dig at the mouse yeah. who temporarily fired him and then instantly hired him back Everything about this movie is the sort of movie that was designed for me. Uh, you like every... the, li the little nuggets that were lying around the oh, Easter man. eggs. You were e scooping them up. Just, I mean, for God's sakes, Calendar Man makes an appearance. And if you said, hey, Charlie, what's less recognizable than Zaz, who's now been in multiple films? Calendar Man? Are you shitting me? Uh, I loved it. I think Amanda Waller is one of the best 
comic book villains of all time. Certainly, she's number one for D- DC right now. But uh, I think she can go up against any villain. Uh, she is an awful, awful monster. Uh, I'm going to go to the comment section. Uh, how good was Cena in the movie? I like the guy, but not his acting. This movie was almost designed as a showcase for... Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You- so so this is this is again i want to reiterate this is heavy duty spoiler action so anybody plug up your ears if you I'll, don't want to be hit with them I'll upside the head you, you can always you. fast forward to the 25 minute mark give or take i'm just gonna say uh, i think it was a, a john cena showcase i think his relationship with idris alba was absolutely the highlight of a film that was nothing but highlights you take any scene in the film and it's a contender for my favorite scene um god there well, people- it, did you feel the way i felt where it was like almost a um almost like a jockeying 100%. type of situation you know and I'll, I'll throw it to your most uh most beloved topic uh Me? wrestling right so <laughs> um so in wrestling if you have an individual uh, wrestler, you're like, all right, this this person's gonna spit right now. We got the uh, the antics are gonna kick in. If you have two wrestlers of equal standing, you're like, somebody's gotta be a winner, somebody's gotta be a loser, and this goes above and beyond even the heel face categories. If you've got three wrestlers, if you've got a click together, you're gonna sit back and say, all right, somebody's gonna come to the forefront right now. Somebody is going to step up. Somebody's going to have a moment. That's how I felt every time there was more than one Suicide Squad character on screen. Either somebody was going to be like a heart-wrenching moment, there was going to be adorable uh, CGI rat or giant king shark to take your heart away. Uh, just the fact that King Shark is voiced oh. by Philadelphia's favorite son, the namesake of my oldest boy pup, Sly Stallone voicing King Shark by himself and just was worth the it. price of admission. He fought, No one in this movie didn't show up and were like, oh, I'm going to go all the fuck in. Yeah, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 performance. Yeah, every single one of them was like, I'm going to give this an 18 out of 10. There's well, they got to one- keep up. Who wants to be? Who wants to be that guy? And what's, ama- what's amazing about it is the film does a brilliant job of simultaneously shitting all over comics while elevating it at times well, to, it's, it's, to heights. No one else but James Gunn with his big self-aware. It's self-aware, very much but completely different than, say, something like Deadpool. Deadpool absolutely. is completely aware that it's a comic book movie. The Suicide Squad is also as well as completely aware that it's a comic book movie. They do it in totally different ways, though, but equally uh, successfully. I I mean, there's not many times you can hurt an animal in, like, the first two minutes of a film and (sighs) win me back almost instantly. Um, There wasn't... let, let, let's let's go ahead and and uh, sure, we'll, we'll sure. just. I'll, I'll uh, it's not exactly the... burying the lead, but um, if at this point you don't know that the body count in this movie, and I'm not talking about nameless 
uh, um, you know, uh, background characters, Fucking... soldier number 17. What, what I'm talking the... about people on the billboard, people whose names, you know, you're like, oh, I know this person from blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just off the bat. It doesn't make a difference if you were on the Serenity or if you were on SNL or if you were uh, uh, if you were running around with The Walking Dead. You're fucking lying dead there. Uh, it's not a spoiler. Dude. I'll tell you straight up. <laughs> Motherfuckers died in like the first Dude. few minutes of this movie. Like, oh, shit. Also, it was like faces of death. Also, no one before the movie that shows their list of the dead no one was right some of the Dude, characters they I, kill I you wish like, they invented wish a character that doc brown showed up at my house here in jersey and said oh go wherever you want i'm like all right i want to go to right before maybe an hour before i watch this flick so i have the brilliant idea of having a an actual deadpool like like super bowl boxes and just do it across the board oh who's God. gonna die how are they going to die? When are they going to die? Just Dude, I, I left so much money on the table. I'm furious. From death number one. Yeah. Which hilarious death number one. Death number two is literally a like, oh, fuck. Death three through Oof. nine. Are, and like Oof. legitimately there are deaths where I got like upset. Like I felt like they killed some of my buddies. Oh, I got you. I got you. Well, look, and, and both Marvel and DC have a similar scenario, much like in the actual comic books proper. Most comic books, not U.S. comics, because, you know, we're adults. Uh, but in the in the even. All right. Even in comic book movies, I got very excited. Even in comic book movies, death doesn't really mean anything. Especially, what the fuck exploded behind you? Nah, nothing that's not replaceable. Um, even in the comic book movies, we have a scenario where dead doesn't really mean shit. Like well, there's they no, have, they there's have, no uh, reason why we can't have a bloodshot fucking um, you know, dead shot, you know, flick. We yeah, we can yeah. do anything that we want to do at this thing. Well, that's one of my favorite things that you accidentally stumbled upon. Was I don't know how accidental it was. I, well, I do what I do on purpose. No, no, what I what I mean is a lot of people. <laughs> Thought, uh, thought death sport, right? What's Idris Elba's character's name? Yeah, one is like a blood sport, blood sport, blood sport, blood sport, a blood lot of sport people, and dead shot. They thought a lot of people thought, like, well, Will Smith was unavailable, let's just get another huge name with a very similar like gimmick. The movie makes fun of how many people yeah. have been trained since birth on one, the, the it's, it's literally a first five minute beat that they drop in on you. Like, it is, it, and it's exactly and it, it plus cures. the fact that he, he was allowed to have his natural accent. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Thank well, you very much. Well, my fit not to, this is the one spoiler I will throw out there. There's a scene where he does an American accent, but he does like on, on purpose, bad American yeah. accent. And on my third viewing, it popped me so huge. <laughs> like there are little subtle moments that I just love Harley love the character or hate the character the best developed character in if, any franchise if you hate harley then i want i'm gonna pull a straight up jay and bob on you and i'm gonna go on the computer and 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 look you up and, and show up at your house and slap you around how many john john's gonna kick who, some ass who the hell could hate harley if you don't love her 
you know what? I won't show up to your house to beat you up, but I'll tell you right now, you're wrong. Using this form, you are just fucking wrong. She and has not such only a the character, arc. the portrayal of her is so just so spot on. That bitch, she really did that in real life. She's picking shit up with her feet like monkey feet. Come on, man. And Come just on, again, just the evolution that character's gone on. And again, she's been in a lot of flicks, admittedly. Um, but all of them have kicked ass to to at least a certain degree. She hasn't disappointed once. And thank God she uh dismissed rumors that she was taking a break. No break ever for for Miss Harley well, Quinn. Like I want yeah. her everything. But you know, clearly something's on fire out there. But that all being said, uh I can never go too far without being irritated beyond uh, you know beyond logic um was it twitter again? so here i am I, i'm loving the movie right looking forward very much to talking to my beloved brother emma and our and our beleaguered fans about it but um and and it was universally like beloved across the board i couldn't find and i was looking for him just you know, like every once in a while, you want to be irritated. I'm like, well, let me see who's out there who I can be angry about, uh, you know, angry and disagree with. Uh, but the simple fact of the matter is you couldn't find those people, really. No, everyone was in love with Suicide Squad. But, and this is a big Kardashian but. They couldn't even let me have a day, Charlie, before they reached across the interwebs and irritated me. And they said, oh, yeah, even though everyone loves it and it's, you know, um, you know, it's like coming off. It's, it's a clearly an improvement. This, that and the other thing. It accomplished what DC and Warner wanted it to accomplish. Disappointing box office. Disappointing box. Now, should that bother me? No. Am I getting a, a cut? Am I waiting for back-end points you have on this me, fucking flick? You have told me a hundred times, yeah. why the fuck do you care when I talk about yeah. box office numbers? Mm -hmm. and, I, 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 and that's the exact advice you should now give that, you. Now, that's valid, and obviously all of my advice is good advice. That all being said, um, there are occasions where box office numbers do matter. And it's for things like, well... If a movie doesn't financially justify a sequel and you liked that particular movie, then eh, it's a little sad because, you know, you're not going to get any more Very of true. what you just like. You're like, well, this restaurant is closed forever. Even though I just had a good meal, I'm never going to eat there again. But that's obviously not the case here, especially when DC is working so hard to play and catch up that they are going to squeeze close to that bosom. Anything that isn't remotely enjoyed or received well. I hate to say it out loud, but like Aquaman. Aquaman yeah. for me was okay, but it was head and shoulders better than a lot of other things that came before it. So they're pushing forward Aquaman through, you know, terrible divorces and through, you know, crazy storylines and CGI and, and what have you. But, but it affected me. So I sat back and thought, in this day and age, where people are still so hungry for superhero flicks, if you have a movie that is star-studded, 
and that's received universally well, why the hell didn't people go out and see it? Was it was it a new was it the new strain of COVID? Was it the boogeyman? The was it a holiday coming up? You know what, Charlie? All of that or none of that may be true. I really don't know. That might be one of the things that we have to wait for the aliens to show up and tell us where's Hoffa buried. And why didn't the Suicide Squad do better at the quote-unquote box office? Even though I sat on my couch and watched it with Charlie's uh, beloved password on on HBO Max. However, if you made a movie that was kind of shitty, even if it wasn't your fault, if the studios got involved and you're like, well, my movie was better than this. That wasn't my movie. You know, you might have a, a leg to stand on, but regardless, the movie I saw... I didn't like, and then I get to make the next version, which is not a sequel. It was like a soft reboot, even though yeah. we had certain characters carrying over. He was First specifically of all, told, take or leave whatever you want. The audience doesn't know what a soft reboot fucking means. That's right. Because it doesn't have an actual clear, defined, historical meaning. So it's a soft reboot. What the fuck does that mean? Okay, regardless, put that aside for a minute. Also, as well as you're carrying some characters over, but not others, and their backstories, some of them are going to change and some of them are going to move along. Okay, that's a little bit fucking confusing, but you know what? I'll still give you that. Charlie, and I loved the movie. I don't want this to be lost. If the first movie was called Suicide Squad, why in God's green fuck? Would you name the not sequel slash soft reboot the Suicide Squad? What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I, that's one of those things that like some suit is like, well, people know the name Suicide Squad. Oh, Brand recognition yeah, is they good. know it from the fucking movie that nobody liked. To be and fair, you know what's funny is fair, that no, first no, no. movie made money. To be fair, though, John, it's not like they're called anything else. The Suicide Squad is all there. There's not like a, uh, I don't know, <sighs> like Task Force X. I know it's only in the title of this episode. Okay, fuck. Jesus Christ! It's not like they actually say it in the fucking movie. It's not like we've used the double dots in any movie title, dude. The movie titles now. Are, are like full uh, paragraphs, like the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, also known as Task Force X, on the mission to stop Starro on an um, imaginary Caribbean island someplace, maybe we think, because Spanish people are still going to be the bad guy. Fuck them. All right. I, it's kind of long to be on a marquee, but okay, per, sure. Why? Personally, I would have named it Suicide Squad V Starro. <laughs> that would have been mine. It would have been Suicide Squad 2, Rocky Balboa. It would have been Suicide Squad 2, Electric Boogaloo. I, I like no, Alice's answer I, to I, Suicide 2 Squad. I agree completely with the, you know, obviously they couldn't use the numbers on it, but because um, it, it, it wasn't a sequel. But on the same token, it wasn't a total total scrap job either. Now, that all being said, um, did you know to stick around after the credits or did you have to be told? I, I lost your audio. Are you on mute again, my friend? 
Yep, I had to cough on instinct. I uh, I do not. You just 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 uh, just you know what? They win now. They've yeah, won. I literally they have like, gotten well, you to sit through the credits. You, the next time you go uh, to like a rom com, best boy, or a, a, or a horror movie, historical drama, I recognize documentary. I recognize. I'm like, oh shit. Peter That's Paparazzo like me. The uh, um the the Simpsons got me with their Halloween of Horrors because I sat through the funny name versions of like year after year. So now I'm like I I I know I know all these fucking people. Um. So yeah. So so spoiler warning. One of the characters that does bite it big time in the movie is going to get his or her own standalone series again. Yeah. HBO Max is doing the Disney Plus. Uh, a playbook is now getting his or her own series, which frankly, uh, and Ellis will be happy to hear this. Uh, frankly, it's going to be fucking great. I think it's really going to be great. The last thing I'm going to say about it, and I'll let you wrap up the topic, is that um, of all the deaths, and there were many, and most of them were complete surprises to me. Most of them were, truly. The one death that was in the front and foremost didn't surprise me necessarily but dare i say i was actually happy about was the very obvious death of the snyderverse this fucking movie officially kills the snyderverse any of you suckers that were out there who were fans of said snyderverse i truly apologize both for your loss and for your bad taste. That's all I got to say about that. Terrible. Uh, I say this. Go see the movie. Watch it multiple times on HBO Max. Buy merch. Loudly support it so we get more James Gunn craziness in the DC. We're gonna. We're gonna. I want, I want James Gunn doing a Lobo movie. I want James Gunn helming whatever project he wants. Yeah, and let him pick his own soundtrack because he starts planning that shit ahead of time. And 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 look, you know, there are certain auteurs out there that they make any uh, any project that they work on their own. Like they they have their stamp. James Gunn, Tarantino, like the, there there are certain uh, uh, certain directors out there that that they just make their mark. There are those type of directors, and there are those directors. Just like a certain no chin having beard mocking toy boy George Lucas, who's something different, Charlie. He's something different. Do you know what he is? Oh, I think I do, but why don't you tell us? He's a damn liar. And you know why? Because Han shot first. Clink. It's bad because it gets so warm in here. I put a piece of ice in it this time, and it has been melting mm. for two hours. I I like I knock it back, and then I just let it sit back there and I French kiss it for like a, a good thirty seconds, and then whoosh, down the pipe it goes, baby. We're talking about uh, we're talking about how you take shots. Shots? Not how oh you no, make, that's not that's how you a make totally sweet, different sweet, policy. Sweet, sweet love. <laughs> just don't even finish that sentence, please, for my sake. But in any case, you can take down the spoiler warning, and you can also go ahead. And start my clock. Boom. You started it? You hit the button? It made the little beepy sound? I did. Here we go. 
All right. So, in much the same way that The Suicide Squad is not actually a sequel to Suicide Squad, my topic is also as well as not a true uh, sequel to Charlie's topic from the other day. What it is, is a soft reboot. Um, Charlie had brought up a topic a few weeks ago, which frankly, it caught me a little bit, caught me a little bit unawares. That that's really not that accurate. I wasn't unawares because we share a lot of opinion before that beforehand. It was more so one of those Monday morning quarterback topics. You ever like listen back a playback? Obviously, I know all of you out there watch and listen to multiple shows on repeat because there are certain things that you miss. You're only human. Um, But seriously, I sat back thinking, oh, shit, what about this? What about that? And it's very rare that once a topic has gone the way of the dodo that you can revisit it, mainly because there's just so much going on in the world of comic books and pop culture that there's new stuff on the horizon. So looking back, you know, that's how motherfuckers get turned into pillars of salt. However, on occasion, the gods smile down even upon this grill and something happens where you have the luxury of revisiting a topic. Now, Charlie had brought up this topic and the topic is simply comic book sequels to a movie or movie franchise that you loved. So Charlie's uh, point of reference in that case was... Batman 89, right? So the Keaton Batman, everybody loves him, totally changed the game of of comic book movies, frankly, completely redecked Batman. Before that, Batman was in the blue and the grays. Um, Gets Two-Face a Colt 45? Listen, finally, who who doesn't like a nice smooth one after a long day of saving the galaxy? Ain't that right, Chewbacca? So... Sorry about that, Ellis. That was a bad one. So, uh, again, the new comic was going to pick up where after uh, the second Batman flick left off. We have another installment on the DC front in that same vein. And it is one that just warms the cockles of my little icy heart. And it is none other than Superman... 78. You're shitting me. So in a few weeks time, we are going to have Superman 78 picking up after the events directly of Superman 2. For anyone who doesn't know this, Superman 1 and 2 were filmed back to back. It was one of the first times that they ever did that. And uh, shame on you if you didn't know that, but I'll let it go. Uh, so you're forgiving podcast. Well, so, um, you know, anyone who knows the brothers Rivera knows that we're huge Superman fans. It's a problem. And, uh, Superman movie, Superman, the movie specifically for me personally, it, it, it launched the ship across the seven seas and, and hasn't stopped sailing yet. Um, the fact that we're going to get, a continuation of the Chris Reeve Superman story 
at the height of his powers, I, I could not be possibly more excited. Um, so, so that's coming. We're going to see it on the stands. However, when it when it really really hit me, the the news obviously was good news as far as I was concerned. But when it really hit me was, pero se coño, man. If I could go back now to that original topic that Charlie brought up with Batman, I would then talk about this particular uh, franchise that I would love to see get the comic book treatment. And here it is, like Christmas morning, baby. I can do exactly damn that. Now, Charlie, um, as, as the originator of the topic, and as I'm sure someone who suffers greatly from the same malady that I do, Charlie, what was one of your comic book sequels that you wanted to see when it was your topic? Like, what did you leave... Uh, on the cutting room floor, per se. Uh, well, I mean, we just we discussed. I thought Superman was canceled, so I didn't bring that one up uh, at nauseum. Wisely, wisely. Uh, th- there was a bunch that popped into my head. Some of them were like just such deep cuts. Uh, the the remake of Voltron that was on Netflix, I thought it was awesome. I thought it would have fit a lot better when they did the revision the first time of he bubble bubble voltron i'm not not why i wasn't particularly a fan now but, but you have to be you have to be fair because an 80s kid you could literally first of all if you were gonna end up with the full metal voltron toys then that means that your parents loved you enough to venture into chinatown and i'm not talking about chinatown now which is like basically like it's all chinatown and there's like one and a half blocks of little italy but all of it is like disney world right um i'm talking about like the 80s chinatown where you needed to buy nunchucks on the corner and a couple of ninja flips uh so that you can get to the next door because there were just like actual ninja gangs on the street that you'll fight your way through it was like a it was like a board of uh, uh, tough guys you're like oh quarter quarter like you have to fight your way through so if you had that first 80s voltron toy streets of rage in the lions the lions were pure metal they came directly over in one container for like the entire population of the united states like your kids Loved you if your parents had got this, but also as well as those, the angles were so sharp that if you play with them wrong, you could lose a finger. I mean, they don't call me nine fingers Rivera for no reason. So, so I come from the angular, hard 90 degree Voltron world. When I saw this soft, bubble shaped Voltron, you can't even cartoon, hurt anybody with this. I'm like, and I'm trying, I can't even hurt a baby. And I'm really putting in the the effort, the old college try. So uh, yeah, no, that that wouldn't be the one I would. Oh, that is that is beautiful and insane yeah, all at once. I agree. Uh, I, I left off the table reboot. Um, I don't remember if I got to uh, mention the insanity of my idea to keep clerks going. Uh, it did have a limited co- co- comic book series, but sure. that was based on the movie. In, in the cartoon it, version, it did. Well, yeah. I want to base it in the fucking cartoon world because that was 
such a great cartoon all like eight or ten episodes were so good those were some of the ones i left on the cutting room floor just for a time constraint purpose i gotcha well you know what though first and foremost i want to say are those new glasses because those are pretty snazzy look at this guy oh my god first of all i thought we had an agreement we're gonna divide the work of us comics straight down the middle okay you were gonna be the tech guy i was gonna be the art guy in terms of our production you were gonna be the brains i was gonna be the face and here we are now and you're showing up in new glasses wearing a dope ghostbusters shirt with a uh with a trademark john Penn pending icon too sweet you know what we're gonna have to have a meeting after the show so be ready anyways the the version the sequel that i want to get in comic book form is such a no fucking brainer the fact that i forgot to mention it is totally unforgivable the fact that it wasn't the first thing out of my bubbling lips will haunt me until the day that i die two months from now okay this is has to happen so whoever's out there listening that's in the know that has anybody a little bit of pull i don't even need that much money you could give most of it to charlie in the marvel disney uh star wars universe that exists now um i just recently read some grumblings it was like literally a headline it was a pooping headline we're like what the fuck is this and uh, the pooping headline was something along the lines of, like, uh, Disney Marvel will never do something that fans are clamoring for. And I'm like, I, can't, I couldn't think of it. I'm like, what? They'll do anything. They clearly will do anything, big including making stuff. a sequel trilogy that has no connection to what came before it or that anybody likes or that the directors of each individual movie even talk to each other or saw the movies that came before it. They'll literally do anything. So I opened the article. Charlie, you know what they were talking about? Like a scene from Parks and Rec. Honestly, I thought that the tagline was going to be fucking Patton Oswald. Do you remember Patton Oswald's uh, filibuster when <laughs> when she was skating around? Um, poor Leslie Nope. So I, this is so absurd. And the article... I'm going to paraphrase because I know I'm running out of time already. The, the, the article went out to say Disney ghost too. ghost ghost Disney. Disney has said they are never, or there's no immediate plans and it doesn't look good to have star Wars crossover with the Marvel universe. I'm, so, I'm sorry, what? Did you say that fans were clamoring for that? You, George Lucas, shot-taking motherfucker. You're a liar. You're a liar. I would have used that as my Han shot first one, but I didn't want to bury the lead. You're fucking lying, article. Nobody. I, I, I know the fans. I, this is the fa- This is the fans. That's the fans. He looks just like me, except 10 years younger. And chubby. Okay? The people listening, the people watching, those are the fans. None of us are clamoring for that. You're full of shit. You needed one more dumpster article to fill your quota. Don't worry, Jennifer. 
They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it for several reasons. First and first, mostly because it would be fucking stupid. Never mind the fact Come that on, you, you already have characters. You have Samuel L. Jackson, who exists in both the Star Wars universe, also as well as the Avengers universe. You have characters like, I don't know, Spider-Man, who reference the Star Wars movies in the Avengers movies. No, see, like, you're dumb. You're dumb. Everyone wants to see them do the <laughs> Phoenix Saga again, but this time very much versus Darth Vader. This sounds like the idiot ramblings you accuse me of going on. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what would be great? Yes. What when if the Pan Star Oswald Destroyer wasn't the uh, wasn't the author? I said this. It's got to be Charlie. It's got to be Charlie. It's and you know just... what? I'll give him a little credit because he's definitely writing this on the pooper for the pooper audience. Yeah, it just <laughs> it's one of those articles. I don't know if you've fallen for these before, but they're like. See, uh, see, uh, Brandon Ralph as DC's Kingdom Come Superman in the new Flashpoint movie, and it's some asshole from Twitter's doodle. I'm like, <laughs> if somebody's not... like, they drew it on the the little thin margin of their notebook, the spiral uh, loosely it's notebook. The, they're like, yeah. Cody, yeah. Cody, I say Rhodes, to you, Cody Rhodes cast as Cyclops in Marvel's X Men movie. And it's again, it's like a bad Photoshop. I'm like, I will burn this somebody, website down. Somebody took a picture of Charlie's desk at work. You're like, oh shit! I also, pew, pew, oh no, it was, it was mine. I, I did. Pieces of pieces of shit. Yeah, no, they're, they're garbage people. And and never mind the fact that my morning poop had to be disrupted by off. this by a traumatic, what? just like ugh. It's like ugh, everything Air. cinched up to me, and I mean everything cinched up. Suddenly, me. everything's airtight. Unbelievable. My toilet was like, damn. Anyways. The porcelain broke around it like a dramatic action scene. <laughs> this traumatic, much like any superhero origin out there that's worth its salt, this trauma did indeed have a happy ending. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I formulated vulgar. this, I formulated this movie comic book sequel happening Damn. I'm sure all of us here are well familiar with the Star Wars saga yeah uh -huh. all so there's three parts now there's the nine movie Skywalker saga we've got multiple animated features Dave Filoni God bless you wherever you are um, may the may a Wookiee woman with big hairy bursticist pull you close at night to her bosom and rock you to bed like a baby. Oh, just oh, on, in the winter. Oh my God, little hot cocoa. Just so anyways. Um, we have Favreau's going ons with the Mandalorian and everything that that's now birthing onto the screen. Little screen for us, which is just. Nothing but goodness. No bad word to be said about it. So there's a lot going on. However, eagle-eyed fans will recall a certain no, scene. Don't say it. In a prequel where Palpatine is addressing 
the Imperial Senate. And the camera pans up a huge arena Don't do of it. different alien species. Don't do it. That are all comprise the Imperial uh, government. One such alien species looked a little familiar to those eagle-eyed folks out there. God and no, it. not because you saw their progeny in a cantina. Not because you saw a pelt of one hanging from Boba Felt's belt. No, no, no. This alien species looked very familiar to you. Because back in the 80s, you saw a little flick, which was very popular with both the kids and the oh, adults. Gosh, a little movie that... Um, Maybe a guy who likes to tell stories about aliens, but also as well as giant sharks and little kids riding around on bicycles. I'm talking about E.T. That's right, Charlie. E.T. phone home, and he said, make sure I do not miss this assembly. E.T. species can clearly be seen in the little uh, the little soup bowl containers that all the little other uh, delegates were sitting in during uh, Palpatine's address. Uh, so we've now established that E.T.'s species exist in the in the world of Star Wars, right? Now, now that's important to keep in mind because. If you go back, and I don't know when the last time that you watched E.T. was, Charlie, but there's one point where they're just desperate to get poor little E.T. out there in the world. He's all he's all homebound. It's almost like he was uh, it, he was COVID. He was the in pan, place. The pandemic. He like, and he didn't even have Grubhub. He couldn't even like stream stuff on Netflix. Like he was. He was pandemic it in the worst possible way. He needed to get out. So they said, hey, you know what? Let's check calendar, man, and say, when is this? Oh, you know what, E.T.? Good luck. Because good news, it's Halloween. So they put a they put E.T. in costume and they, they're able to walk him out there and uh, he can get away with it. Now, if you recall, while he was out and about gallivanting. On All Hallows' Eve, he sees a lot of other children out there trick-or-treating in costume, as they're wont to do. I hate you. Charlie, um, one such child was dressed as a certain character from a very popular franchise going strong in the 80s. This little kid was dressed up as Yoda. Yoda from the Star Wars franchise. And if you pay close attention, like I know you do, E.T. pays particular attention to this kid dressed up like Yoda. Dressed up like a species that E.T. is very familiar with because they live in the same damn world. All right? So, how did it this get to is... still... You just bitched about Peter Parker... Referencing the Star uh -huh, Wars. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. That's a good point. Now, because as my pooping article would have you believe, Disney's like, no, we're not going to carry them over. It's a, I know nobody asked for it, but here we're going to tell you that no, we're not going to do it. 
And you know what? They didn't say the reason why they're not going to do it. The reason why they're not going to do it is because it wouldn't make any damn sense. In this case, yeah, we're not going to do terrible fucking ideas. Perfect. Like, look, we we had a company policy of doing stupid, terrible ideas. Clearly, it didn't work out. So now we're going to do the opposite. We're only going to do good ideas. In this case, Charlie, and this is my presentation for oh, the comic book that I want to see. You the comic book sequel. That's all I need, baby. The comic book sequel. For E.T. is going to be hitting the stands as soon as somebody with pull. Here's my pitch. All right. So E.T. does all the running around. The, the, the men in white, they now know of his presence. And little Elliot needs to pack up his Reese's Pieces and get E.T. the hell out of Dodge while the getting's good, right? So they're running, they're running away from uh, from the uh, government, trying to collect them all up. And uh, Charlie, uh, especially, there's a particular scene which is very famous at this point, where our 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 main man ET is in the basket, adorably, of Elliot's bicycle, and Elliot and his little gang of rabble rousers, little baby Drew Barrymore, notwithstanding, and he's. Hauling cheeks down the street like a straight-up scene out of Stranger Things, even though that shit didn't exist yet. Oh, he's racing down the street. He's trying to get away from the cops. And they're dipping and diving and ducking to get away through the traffic to avoid the government people fast on his heels. And, um, Charlie, do you remember ultimately how they ended up escaping from those government hooligans? They just start fucking flying. All of a sudden... Out of the clear fucking blue, no. these bicycles Wait lift a up. They lift up off the ground and they take to the air. And there's a beautiful scene. Amblin Entertainment doesn't ever want you to forget. Ooh. It's higher than I thought. Are you? Are so you saying the bicycles no course through the sky? God damn through it! A beautiful silhouette God against the full it. hunter's moon. And now they're able I've to get away. Also, there's some ET moments. Charlie referenced it. Little glowing fingertip. Also, as well as a fucking spaceship crash lands on Earth. And little one-foot-long-legged ET walks away. Nary a scratch. Charlie, if you have an alien species from the Star Wars universe that can do all of that, that can survive crashes... That can make a glowing finger phone call. That can rise a bicycle with multiple cheerins up into the air and course them through the sky to escape. I don't know, much like you would mm, an X-Wing out of the swampy water. Mm, maybe the way you would a lightsaber through the air to cut off little uh, abominable snowman's arm. Mm, I don't know. Charlie! E.T. was a Fucking Mary Sue Jedi. <laughs> E.T. Oh is a Jedi. First name Jed, last name Ignatius, initial I. He just goes by Jed I, period. He's just E.T. was a Jedi, man. Now, oh I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to say that. No, too he, fucking maybe, late. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I haven't written it out yet, but maybe 
Yoda pulled the same bullshit on him like he did Anakin. I know, E.T., you survived the crash, and I, you, I know you made finger phone calls, and I know you saved the kids, but we still don't grant you the rank of master. So maybe E.T. was just like a Jedi. Maybe he was a Padawan. Maybe his uh, master died in that crash that brought him to Earth. So now you have a little Padawan, one of the rare few that escaped the lightsaber anger of a certain blonde-haired Skywalker, nay, soon-to-be Vader. So he's out there in the world. He's on Earth. What's going to happen after he escapes from Earth? Well, Charlie, you're just going to have to go to the stands or go to your local shop and pick up issue one of ET2, Jedi Apprentice, written by John Rivera. I, uh, I'm furious at how well-timed that was. <sighs> Furious. Oh, the crowd goes wild. <sighs> I uh, Complaint letters you can leave in the comment section. Uh, if you hit share, if you hit like, that means you're as you angry know as I am. E.T. Jedi would be straight fire. You know what? And Ellis raises an interesting point because... Uh, as I had mentioned by my pooping lead-in, traumatic events create the most interesting, nay, powerful villains. Certainly, look at fucking Darth Vader, right? Look at Darth Vader. Look at all the traumatic bullshit that happened to him. Look at Magneto. Look at Charlie Rivera. Sometimes traumatic events create Villain. So maybe little baby, little little guy, blue-eyed E.T., maybe he goes down the path of the Sith because Yoda done him wrong. Maybe that's why he was giving the blue stink eye to the kid wearing the Yoda costume on the street. Maybe he's like, there's that pointy-eared motherfucker. Right? We, we don't know. Uh, it's going to take a little doing, but I think we're going to ultimately get there. But the fact is... This e. might be e. the finest moment was? in the podcast history. <laughs> Jedi, bro. You have lost your goddamn mind. Sorry. Start my time because I have <laughs> nothing to fucking add to that at all. Wait, but also as well as we got to pay some bills, man. Just jump oh into your God, time. Oh, my God, that's true. My, my, my soul hurts. Uh, I'm going to need after this some therapy, and my favorite type of therapy <laughs> comes all of my ear holes listening to one of my absolute favorite bands. You heard him at the beginning of the show. You're going to hear him at the, at the end of the show, and that, of course, is Bad Mary. You can find Bad Mary on all social media at Bad Mary Band. You can support them financially over on patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. My favorite part about Bad Mary isn't that they're constantly dropping new covers, dropping new music. It's not their mail-in, uh, their email list. Well, they'll drop the newest. It's not the fact that they are once again doing an awesome poll to pick the next limited edition Bad Mary shirt. It's that all of their music is available on every single streaming service. So if you have a streaming music service, which I know you do, you also have the entire discography of Bad Mary. Go to the website right now, badmary.com, where you can support them by buying a CD, a t-shirt, a keychain, they're the friggin' best in the world. <laughs> I don't have to wait till Chicago pay-per-view to, to see them. Bad Mary, go support them. Who's Hell our yeah. next sponsor, baby? Well, there's only one, Charlie, and you can find him right here on Face 
book gaming and i am talking about none other than sergeant finesse two streams a day outstanding gaming content supporter games giveaways contests don't be a sucker check them out today throw them a like a follow consider becoming a supporter don't be a camper he don't like it however if you need to pick me up go ahead and do yourself a favor follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com use code sgt out check out mm-hmm. so good uh however if you're looking for some fresh new gear do yourself a solid Go over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code SARGE at checkout there. I don't want to go crazy, though. They got some dope gear. They got some dope gear at geeksunleashed.com. If you're looking for some SARGE stuff, that's where you follow. You, what you won't find over there is this official Ride or Die Sergeant Finesse Supporter T-shirt. That's right. This is limited edition, son. This is the type of stuff. This is the kind of shit that you got to be a ride or dyer like myself to get. And this was created by none other than super mod Jennifer Pharrell Adams. She's here with us in the chat. Jennifer, dope job on the T-shirts. They came out awesome. I'm not sure who all has received theirs. I know, again, it's a limited few because you got to be a ride or dyer like us to get it. But if you want to be in the know, become a writer dial like me and Jen and Charlie. Check out Sergeant Finesse. Do it today. Not right now, but after this stream. That's right. Start my damn time now that we paid some bills. Boop. I need to preface this. It's very, very important. Ooh, um, I-, I do think comic books, uh, comic books are one of the things that brings me the most joy in this sometimes occasionally unforgiving world and i will never sit here ever and pretend that if something doesn't resonate with me or if it's something doesn't work with me means it doesn't have value something that we learned a few years back with the my little pony series was that all sorts of adults took not only joy it was their favorite thing (sighs) Everyone has something like Ghostbusters or Ninja Turtles or AEW that constantly, I always feel better when I read a comic, watch an episode of AEW, rewatch a a Ghostbuster flick. And what is amazing about those things, every single thing I just mentioned has helped make me who I am or helped reinforce what I was. Um, Growing up with you, the easiest thing to do was to parody the things I enjoyed. So when you were funny, I would try to be funny too. When you tried to be you mean sarcastic, all the time. That's true. Uh, <laughs> the, the, when you had your goatee and shaved it, I cried like oh, a jump stand because like how a dare you, baby? Sh- how dare you show me your chin? I take it as great disrespect. I mean, you were twenty-two years old, man. Those tears were hey, were. Heavy tears. I, I, I don't get over it. But things will will always hold a power. Rainbow Bright Care Bear. I mean, the Care Bears <laughs> theme song is still one of the most rocking themes of hell all yeah. time. Don't and forget I, the Care Bear cousins. Hell yeah, lions and shit. Um, the thing, <laughs> the thing that I love about fiction is that it gets to evolve 
with us. It's also sometimes yeah. the thing I hate. I constantly am bitching when comic books stray too far from what I consider. Your comfortability. Yeah, my, my level of comfort, or sometimes it's just the, the things I, I love and the types of stories I love. And the fact of the matter is there will always be people who the things in comics I don't enjoy uh, love. I know people who, I mean, the New 52 had some bangers for me. And people constantly are like, well, that's impossible. I'm like, bullshit. Like, if I fucking enjoyed it, if How I... How do I cut Charlie's mic so that nobody you, can hear the crazy things he's saying? I'm the producer. I'll keep talking about more no, ET Sith stuff. That's I believe you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was, no, that's I was talking fake, to Copernicus over fake, here. There's no no not a real not a real person. <laughs> um, so I I say all of that because I want to talk about uh, a new change in a character's sexuality that got confirmed. It actually happened about a month ago where the the seeds were set and it was confirmed this week um in the pages of one of the batman comics it, I, I don't remember it because i don't have my pile of books in front of me but it's an anthology series for batman um and a big the big news to come out of this issue is tim drake the third robin uh is seemingly bisexual i say seemingly because he is currently uh figuring it out which is which is i think where the the story may not be working perfectly for me uh tim drake uh considered the smartest robin he's kind of the tech robin he's been red robin for 10 seconds he just went by drake which seems like they were begging for a lawsuit but tim drake uh tends to not in the circle i'm in he tends to not be anyone's favorite robin it's kind of universal that damien sucks uh, but Dick Grayson is kind of considered the end all. Oh, Damien is and, evil, man. Damien is just prick. like you um, don't name a kid Damien and be like, mm, this kid's gonna be all right. Yeah, no. exactly. He's just um. popping off Batman action figure heads and shit. Um, but what's been interesting is the last bit of time. Tim Drake's character is a character that has been struggling to find his place in the world. You can't be called Red Robin or Robin Three without feeling a little bit like the replacement of a replacement. Are there even Red Robins? I mean, probably. Uh, if you got enough spray paint, anything's possible. Um, but uh, ultimately, when I when I read uh, in last month's installment, it's Urban Legends, by the way. Thank you. They uh, they used our little double dot idea. Batman, Urban Legends, Suicide Squad, Urban Legends. Nobody would have been confused. Nope, I don't think so. Uh, they just thought it was a weird re-release. Uh, People were but... like, "Oh, Batman, Urban Le oh, Urban Legends." This must be a direct sequel to the 60s uh, campy TV show. I got to tell you the truth. Uh, the way that they handled it in the previous episode was a little bit. Um, it, it was a little bit lacking in subtlety for me. Uh, they didn't make it overly clear. But in essence, he's on a date with a with a, a male friend. Well, it it. I, I read it digitally after we had our, our little text uh, conversation about what we wanted to talk about. Last month or just <clears throat> this month? This month. Okay, so this month was the second part. The first yeah. part was he, he goes out to dinner with a friend who they've redesigned slightly. It's a character that's been around for a while. What is it, Sebastian? Yeah, yeah. Is that the name? It's a name like that, a multiple-syllable mm -hmm. name. Uh, blonde hair. They drew him very cutesy. Um, compared to he used to have kind of a long face, but he yeah. always had longish blonde hair. They they make a they make a, a fine couple. 
to be they, totally frank. They look like they're they on a date to Abercrombie. Yes. Like, I can see these two standing outside in the mall. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy size 27 jeans. Okay. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Maybe I could put them on like my, my cabbage patch, get it home. I don't know. I'm not going to wear them. But um, what, what I found, what I found interesting was just that it didn't really make the news cycle. Um, it, it didn't go crazy in the news cycle. Yeah, Twitter yeah. had something to say and Twitter, at least the accounts I read for the most part <sighs> were ecstatic. Um, it's, it's very interesting. The difference a month can make a month ago, there was a lot of LGBTQ groups and people who identify in, in one of those many letters ways who were celebrating that they had a Robin that they could identify with a Robin, um, on of their own, which is fucking awesome. It's something I talk about all the time. Don't you laugh at Ellis's comment. We'll bring it up. I, in a I'm second. sorry. Um, Ellis. I'm Ellis's core demographic. I, it's I true. It. <laughs> it's true. But um, this month, now people are kind of mad, uh, which I guess I shouldn't be Who's surprised mad? by. Who's mad? I think it's just fake. Now, I am I have some very strong opinions about it, but I want to kick it to you. I know you read yeah. the issue. Uh, it's only about 11 pages in this yeah, yeah. anthology comic. Uh, but when you <coughs> didn't mute that one, when you heard about it, when you read it, what were your initial feelings? Well, uh, my uh, my feelings were thus. I kind of felt the same way that I did about Alan Scott. So for anyone who's unaware, uh, the very first, DC's first Earth Green Lantern, Alan Scott. The sweet cape. Uh, He's the he's the the Alan Scott. Uh, he's the Green Lantern that doesn't look at all like what we think of as Green Lantern. He's wearing like red and he's got a purple cape and the only damn he's got like lace up boots like he's, you know, about to jump into the to the arena gladiator arena. <clears throat> um, but he's got a green ring and he's got a power that that ish up. Uh, so that's as Green Lantern as he gets now. DC retconned his background and and obviously they've had multiple reboots and restarts and rejiggers uh, and they said oh you know also as well as all this other stuff is going on but eh, also uh, Alan Scott he's he's gay so it almost like it was like okay all right, all right that's fine it's not as if we were getting a ton of Alan Scott stories. Very true. So, and also, I I'm not running around with Alan Scott T-shirts. However, everyone knows if you've listened to them five minutes with that, I'm like, I'm pretty like Batman neutral. Like, yeah, he's okay. I only get worked up when people are like Batman with enough preparation he can beat anybody. Not if no, he has he the can't. fucking Stop moon it. thrown out. There are there are characters in this world that warp reality. No amount of Batman supercomputer is going to change that. Stop it. Let Batman stay in his lane. Let him tell his stories. His parents are dead. Don't bring it up. But if you do, you'll adopt Charlie, a new kid. <laughs> unlike Charlie, if I'm going to be exposed to a Batman story. Let it be a Batman story. I'm not really that interested in Batman Jr. stories. Uh, when when they do happen, when they catch my attention, it's usually for something bad. Like, I don't know, like he hooked up with, you know, poor little Barbara Gordon, Batgirl up on a rooftop. She's like, I quit. He said, like, I'll have sex with you instead. 
all right. Uh, this conversation went sideways somehow. You're like, oh, at least um, it's not kind of your daughter, your uh, best friend's please. actual daughter, your just, son's ex. Fucking Batman sucks. There's a, there's a lot to unpack there. But the Batman Jr. stories never really grabbed me in any capacity. You know which one really did when they had when DC had uh, a vote for what they should do, almost like what they did to poor little baby Crusher Sorry, on Jason. Star Trek. They were like, mm, "Should we kill this guy?" And they were like, "Yup." Mostly because those are the voice, those are the back of the classroom voices, like, "Ah, kill him!" Like nobody thought they were actually going to do it. But they did it. At least for a little while, they did it. And fucking been... brutally. Oh, boy. They really gave him the old college try. Joker, you rapscallion. So, that all being said, that's the long way around. I've never really been much of like a Robin aficionado myself. Uh, the the future Robin series where like he's running around, but also as well as there's like a, an Android version of him, and Batman's dead, and he doesn't want to pick up the Batman man. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm Fucking Robin. I've Robin got blonde 3, hair. Rules. I look like Eminem somehow, even though Eminem hasn't come out yet. Like that was pretty interesting Robin story. And also that's why Eminem looks that way. He's a big he's Robin right. three thousand fan. It, it, it could happen. So, hi, my on name one is hand, Robin three thousand. <laughs> Will the real Robin stand up? So that all being said, uh, when they say one of the multiple Robins that we have running around at the same time. Robin three of nine. Is now, maybe he's bisexual. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not I'm not ecstatic about it. I'm not angry about it. Not, not in the slightest. I'm like really like neutral about it. Yeah. I will say this, and I know that we're only... 22 pages into this story if you have if you're writing and and then give above all else i consider myself a writer i draw a little bit i sing a little bit i try to be funny more than anything i try to be a role model to this poor little charlie because he needs one you're doing a bad job i know and i apologize in advance but that all being said as a as a writer if you introduce an element any element i don't care if it's a cup of water on the edge of your desk, if you introduce the element and you don't address it again at some point in that story, you fucked up, Jim. You you did not do a good job as a writer. So if you're introducing an element, and in this case, this is a big one, where you have a character who has on the page dated girls, because he's a young kid. I think 12 he's, or 13. He's dated He's dated girls before. And now is deciding, you know what? This guy looks pretty good to me. I'm going to date him. That's excellent. And and representation, as we always say, Fucking U.S. Comics, tremendous. representation is one of the very most important things. How do you expect somebody to pick up a book or watch your show or watch your movie when nobody is a reflection of them? All that's going to do is say, these people matter. You don't matter. Fuck you. Fuck you. As far as I'm concerned, everybody sh needs to be, not should, not could, needs to be, must be represented. I, I can't say that strongly enough. Are there LGBTQ characters in the DC world? Yes, uh, of course there are. And, and DC has been making more of a point of it. I will say, though, 
where it really does work for me is that it's a young character who is figuring shit out. Yeah. Because every person who was once young knows that's that's youth's job. Youth is for two things. So you to fuck shit up so that you don't fuck it up again down the road and to figure things out, figure out what you like. Mmm, broccoli. I hate that. Oh, broccoli with melted cheese. That's not so bad. That's not bad. Oh, dating a girl. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, dating this blonde Abercrombie boy. Oh, that shit's really good. And you know what? You do have a far, there's far more of a proliferation of gay characters. Straight. Uh, <laughs> that was not intended. Not intended that pun. But I'll use it anyway. A straight gay character. Like, gay is all that they are. You don't see as much yeah. a bisexual character. There are some, by all means. Fucking Harley Quinn, we were just talking about him. Anyone who doesn't know that Harley Quinn is established as a bisexual character, you're not paying attention, or you have not read slash watched enough of Harley Quinn stories for it to, to come about. Matter of fact, I just had the conversation that uh, some were saying, oh, well, Harley shouldn't be able to do X, Y, and Z. And I said, ha, 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 ha. Harley should be able to do X, Y, and Z even more so than fucking Joker because all Joker has going on for him is that he's batshit crazy. Harley is also batshit crazy, but she has superpowers. She's got superpowers that are given to her by her sometimes girlfriend. They're close. Fucking Ivy. Poison Ivy gave Harley a serum that in effect, gave Harley Quinn powers. She's not Wonder Woman. She's not Superman. She's not fucking, uh, um, she's not Captain Marvel. Uh, she's not even Gamora. But she has powers. Certainly she could beat the shit out of either one of us. So she and, does and, have powers. But I, also I, as well as she is bisexual. Yeah. And I think that is where my problem comes from. Mm. Uh, and this isn't this isn't a uh, this isn't a joke. Although I can't find better wording in my mind, <laughs> this story thus far, twenty-two pages in, it's very early still. Yeah, it lacks balls on the part of DC. Huh. Okay. So you have a character that I think most people would not list as their number one or even number two Robin. You, Boy, you that is a that is a subsection of a subsection. You want to explore more characters to represent different groups. Where I think the problem lies, even though Tim is a young character, he is an old young character. Tim has been around for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. 40 years, maybe. There are characters 35 years. There there are characters on his level or higher. Yeah. That do not have uh well established previous relationships. There yeah. are characters who their discovery could be made into a bigger deal in the media. And I think this is where my problem comes from. And I do admit it's a little bit of fantasy booking. Jonathan Kent, the future state Superman, has no, no history with his sexuality. Right. And if you're telling me that you don't think the Man of Steel character being bisexual would be an interesting character trait, you're out of your mind. 
Well, no question. But but let me let me just put a pin in it real quick because I don't want you to get too far away from the uh first firstly one LGBTQ character doesn't preclude another. Absolutely. So maybe John John Kent, maybe he ends up being LGBTQ in one flavor or another. Sure. The other thing that I would say is one of the more um, endearing parts of the story that that you know that you brought to my attention, so I, I read the book. You're welcome. Is that uh okay? So Tim Drake is now going to be he's going to date a guy. So they're establishing him as bisexual, even though he's already and they've already established that he's he dated girls before. Also, he's like not sure. Like he's not. He hasn't defined anything. He's like, okay, this is officially how he's like. Is. This fucking dude's a hunk. This I is... can establish that. He looks at his date the way I look at Henry Cavill. Like, he gives me <laughs> funky feelings. Well, he wants to cast him in everything, regardless of how appropriate it is. Um, but no, my, my, Annie, my point is this: I think it's even. I think it's actually more endearing. To have a character that, on some level, you're like, "Oh yeah, sure, Tim Drake. I know that. I know Tim Drake. He's one of the one of the Robins." And you say, "Oh yeah, he there. He's coming out now as bi, or coming out like on the comic book pages." Um, we're talking about superhero worlds. We're talking about aliens coming down from space. We're talking about godlike powers. We're talking about civil wars, and you're talking about reality shifting and dimensions overlapping and, and being able to run through time. One of the most realistic fucking things that you can find on those pages is especially a young kid be like, mm, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. So you know what? I'm just going to try. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try a little bit of that. That is some reality. And also, oh, yeah. I, that being said, I like that they're not that they're not they're not doing a uh look, check out our new character, Snowflake. Look at our new oh, character. Like they, they made some cringe ass fucking decisions trying to uh trying to be representative. Um, where you're like, what are you what are you doing? This is not you're not doing anybody a favor. This is harmful. You're you're yeah. you're making it worse but, but with wh- what you're doing do you right think, now. So why do you I don't think, think those that characters his coming out should be a Robin Hood, uh Tim Drake comes out of the closet. Like that shouldn't be the that's I don't not dis- the main narrative. I don't disagree with that. My question is who's and it's whose sexuality do you know whether they wear a cape or not? Where they're like, oh, this is the literally this is what defines me. I'm straight, man. Like, all right. Well, what do you fucking do for a living, dude? First of all, that was your that was your dating profile for a long Look, time. When we all started our AOL chats, we just grabbed whatever fucking names we could because we wanted to get online. All right, bro. Don't judge me. I my I think what my problem is the reason that something like Snowflake so <laughs> aggressively doesn't work is because they don't. Let it actually don't work. They just sit in their mom's basement and fucking complain online. I think if you really, (laughs) if you really cared about, if you really cared about doing a story like this, and if you don't, if the writer doesn't care, shame on DC. Well, because there's a billion characters who probably do. Um, a a billion. I'm gonna forget this. Writers and whatnot that do. Um, I think the problem is it still feels very hot shotted. It seems. What do you mean? 
it's it's in in 22 pages they introduce the idea and have already gotten to the point of like no 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 i do want to go on this date what color is tim drake's hair black is it important to the narrative what color his hair is no what color is his boots compared to the original robins uh original robins were green his are red okay is that is that completely important to the narrative is that a plot point now what was a plot point is that the guy that he that he wants to go on a date with gets fucking kidnapped by uh aliens and he's got to save the day which is like the tropiest superhero shit like the person that i have feelings for is in peril like as a little kid that's the shit you you sit in the back of the class and daydream about you're like uh, if this person got in trouble, was attacked by a gang of marauders, and I pulled a Ralphie and I saved the day and shot him up with old blue, then I would be the hero and this person would run into my arms. That is classic adolescent fucking bullshit. And who can do that better than anybody else? A fucking superhero, even a dumb dumb one like Robbins with no powers. So the fact that he got to live out that, um, to live out that, that, a uh, daydream and save the person he's like you know what i could take this motherfucker out for a malt and a burger that's outstanding good for them and in that sense yeah that's when then being bisexual or being lgbtq or being whatever be you know be, being uh, attracted to uh someone who's uh different uh you know from a different demographic than you or that's that's interracial or whatever like f- literally fill in the blank Anyone that you're interested in in that way and they're one thing and you're the other or what have you, and then you can save the day, that is, that's a comic book. That's, sure. That and makes I don't, sense, that story. I don't, but I don't have any. But I don't think that him that his being bi is like, are you going to say, oh, Tim Drake, the one that was Red Robin? Or are you going to be like, Tim Drake, the bi one? Because if that's the case, then they fucked up. That's. But I, I, but I, but like I, but I feel that? like, but I feel like them hot shine, hot shotting it will yeah. will cause that. That's my really? problem. It's not that what they're doing. It's kind of how they're executing it. You could have had a year of this kid figuring himself out after like just breaking up with spoiler not too long ago. Honestly, and DC uh, sets itself up so beautifully. Who dates Stephanie does well. None of them. Sorry, every step. None of them. Um, but my point is, could you Charlie imagine? Charlie tried to warn you. Could you imagine if 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 Tim, out of curiosity, goes to Dick Grayson and starts talking to him about this this idea of one sexuality? Tim Drake fucks aliens on the reg, like Tim, like the Bat Family. You can't fuck anything without them being like, right on, buddy fucking right on and i think those stories would have been amazing and i feel and again they could still do it in all we're still learning or ellis's amazing theory about you know batman not allowing his robins to go down on the ladies because that's not a batman thing to do and tim being like fuck that noise i know how to add some shit i know loopholes when i find i disagree fucking bruce is all about it it's those damn censors that don't want to show it that don't mean it didn't happen. 
Just all fucking, right? there's a reason all of his gear has knee pads. You're welcome, Catwoman. Uh, my whole point is, I Holly, hope the don't story... Don't you have some Ghostbusters knee pads on, like, right behind you right now? For my elbows, it's different. <laughs> it's different. That's some Rocky Horror shit, buddy. Well, just had to, you know, I was going to say something very vulgar. Oh, my God. And I didn't, and I what didn't do What time do we it. air in Hawaii? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but my bottom line is I hope the story winds up being a very, very fulfilling, very, very not obtuse one. Um, well, I, I thought the character yeah. redesign of the potential love interest was a little on the nose. Um, it's not a character that I ever looked at before and thought looked stereotypically homosexual and now he kind of does um again that might it, just it, be your filter though 100 you know, that, it could be and i hope that's the case i just you think don't it's, you never want to be in that position where you like who who opens up a comic book look like yeah and like this person is you know like that that's kind of gross do normal you know people I mean? not like, do that I mean, traditionally not. Traditionally my, not. my point is this. Uh, I don't, I love the idea of more people being represented in four-color yeah, funny books. I just hope it's handled with the respect it deserves, and I hope when yeah. they have the opportunity to do it high stakes, they always choose to go that route. And I hope it's not just a random Robin for the sake of being well, uh, you know a, a what? character that not and, anyone's and this be can too be, mad about. This can be a call to action. Because in much the same way that um, I'm not going to offer up my opinion on some restaurants fucking pork chops, be they good, bad, or indifferent. And Charlie is in no position to say, my favorite brand of peanut butter is because neither one of us partake in either of those particular uh, delicacies to some. Uh, I think we would probably be better served to speak with somebody directly in the LGBT community and see what their take on this Tim Drake news is. Because I have a differing opinion than you. I think it's just swell as far as not. I mean, we both agree it's swell what what they've done. Yeah. But I think that the way that they're approaching it is spot on. I think that this is how you do it. It's like a, it's like an aside almost. Is it part of their story? Yeah, absolutely. Is it the most important defining characteristic of this person? No, it's certainly not, because I know that will be the case for me or you or anybody listening. Yeah, or that aspect I agree. Is, so, so you and I are on, you know, on slightly different. We're on the same we're fence not on, on different sides. Right. We're 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 not on opposite sides of the net on the tennis court, but we're into we're playing doubles on the same team. Right. We got the same agenda. But I'm interested, and and uh, there are certainly a few people that I can reach out to, and, and maybe they'll join us next week for a little segment that I'll like I to like call, was Charlie or John Wright? I have one more thing, though. I Do, do it, and then it wrap us a, up. It is another call to action, as nice. it were. Two calls to action. If representation is important to you, please go out and actually support this book. Um, whether or not you're in love with the story, one thing I've seen when doing a little bit of research for the episode is a lot of people are very proudly uh, torrenting the book or or going to illegal websites to prevent the book from getting the sales that maybe it deserves because it seems to be the talk of the town. Are they, and it's currently... they preventing it or are they just cheap? It could be both. But if this sort of thing is important to you, don't be cheap. It's four bucks. Um, I think I mean, it just, is in... Just... Don't be cheap in, across the board because much like the earlier conversation where like when the box office matter, 
just because we want more content, that goes for comic books, physical paper comic books as well. Exactly buy the book, right. buy it digitally so you don't have to worry about ruining it in the rain, which is coming down right now. Uh, but yeah, Charlie's right. Buy the book, read it, and then have an opinion. And if not, buy a different book. So you're like, I like this book better. Buy a goddamn comic book. Or just buy give me four John bucks. Rivera's E.T. sequel, uh, E.T. Jedi Master, uh, available soon, hypothetically. For the CEO of U.S. Comics, I, of course, am your COO of U.S. Comics. Please like, comment, subscribe, hit the share button, listen to the audio version, even if you're not totally listening. Play it for the pets. Pets freaking love us. Uh, show us support. Help get the word out so we can keep the show free, and we can keep doing it because it is my favorite Wednesday activity. And that's saying something because AEW is on Wednesdays. God bless the West Coast feed. For John, I am Charlie, my dear brother. There is only one way that we end this and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. Why don't you tell the lovely people how that is? Well, if you're a ride or die like me, there's only one thing to do, and that's turn the power on. Turn the volume up. You gotta ooh, tune Bad Mary in. Open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. Are we out?